Hi, this is Terry Dismore, and you're listening to the Quiz the Diz podcast. Terry brings years of experience in consulting, management, leadership, and life. In this podcast, Terry answers questions about these topics, bringing wisdom from a kingdom perspective. Our website is quizthediz.com. Now here's the Diz. So glad you're here again this week. It is always a joy to come to you and bring some ideas to you. That's what Quiz the Diz is about. It is how to help you find out what God's plan is for you. We're here to help you find it. So let's get started again today. Last week, we talked a little bit about what you're putting into your mind, what you're putting into your ears and your eyes and so on. And it came from a sermon that we had at church a couple of weeks ago that was about who we are allowing to influence us, who is speaking into our lives. And the illustration that our pastor gave was a glass of iced tea that he set out and what appeared to be a glass of Mountain Dew. And quite frankly, I love iced tea and I love Mountain Dew. Well, looking at the iced tea, it looked really, really good. Looking at the Mountain Dew, it looked really, really good. And on a hot day, which would you prefer to have? Well, now being from Southern Indiana, I mean, sweet iced tea is awesome. But then Mountain Dew looked pretty good too. And he said it would until you find out it's not Mountain Dew, it's antifreeze. And if you drank that, it would kill you. Well, that's what we do by what we drink into our eyes and to our ears, what we think about and who we allow to speak to us. In the past, I've talked to you about submission on this show, and submission is the position of permission. Who are you giving permission to speak to you? Nay and I have made it a practice over the years to not allow anybody to speak into our lives until we find out who they are, what they believe, where their faith is, what they've been through, things like that. Now, earlier in my life, I didn't care. I would just, you know, if they sounded smart, I was going to listen to them. And I think that's probably something that's gotten the country into trouble over the last couple of years, is we listen to smart-sounding people, but are they really that smart, or do they have an agenda? And I know that Uh, Last week, I said everybody has an agenda, and everybody does. You know, my agenda here is to help you discover God's plan for yourself and to help that work out for you. Other people have an agenda where they want to make money off of you. Some people want to scam you over things. Some people want, I mean, everybody's got an agenda, and many of them are quite fine. Our families have an agenda. They want to love us. They want to show us how good we are. People that are at church want to show us how good God is and so on and so forth. So don't feel bad if somebody says, well, you have an agenda. Of course you have an agenda. Everybody has an agenda. You just have to make sure that your agenda is pure and right and honest. And so in thinking about what we put into our hearts and our minds, I shared last week that I was sitting with a group of friends of mine one day and asked them what they were reading. And they said, well, you know, sports pages and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, well, that's, you know, nothing wrong with having some knowledge about sports and it's nothing wrong with being whatever kind of fan that you are, unless you're nuts. But there is something wrong if that's the only thing that you have any thought about. So, and other people, all they talk about is politics. And I've shared with you on the show before, I'm a train fan. So I get around people, all they want to talk about is railroading. I'm like, I, you know, it's interesting and all, but I don't want to sit around and talk about it all the time. It's just not something I enjoy. I enjoy talking about leadership and the future and purpose. I love to talk about radio and entertainment. Those are all things that are important to me. 
So last week, and go back and listen to last week's podcast if you haven't already, we talked about business reading, things that I believe you should read, things that have formed some of my opinions over the years in things that I've read, like John Maxwell's 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, his Failing Forward book, Scott McCain's All Businesses Still Show Business, Scott McCain's Create Distinction, Captain Michael Abershoff's It's Your Ship, and Ken Blanchard's Servant Leader were all foundational business reading books for me. There were others, but those were a few that I mentioned last week. Now, that's not all that I'm interested in. You know, a lot of times I talk about history uh, on this uh, podcast. I like knowing about history, knowing what's happened in the past, and I like like talking about faith. So I'm going to talk about history and faith today, which sound like they may not be connected, but they are. I'd love to read Amity Schley's The Forgotten Man. She wrote that several years ago, but it's a, it's a new history of the Great Depression. I knew it was a good history of the Great Depression when it didn't agree with everything else I'd ever read about the Great Depression and where some of the things that we still deal with today came from. She's written other books since then. Uh, One of her first books was called The Greedy Hand. It was talking about taxation. Uh, She wrote a book on Calvin Coolidge that was fascinating me. I had no idea. And there was another book that she wrote just recently called The Great Society, which was a history of how we got to the welfare state that we have today. Now, she's written other things, and and I really, really like them, but those, those were Uh, key books to me, and The Forgotten Man is the one I would start with. Another history author that I really like to read is David McCullough, and David recently passed away, but he has written several really, really good history books. I've read the one called The Great Bridge, about the building of the Brooklyn Bridge, which was a huge project and really set New York City on course to be the metropolitan behemoth that it is today. He wrote a book called 1776 several years ago that was about the beginning of our country. Uh, several other, the Wright brothers, that was a really good one about, and stuff you don't even know about the Wright brothers, things that, that they did and the way that they came about getting their flyer going. And then what happened after that? And then another one that I'll mention is called The Path Between the Seas. And it was the creation of the Panama Canal from the time the French tried it until we completed it in 1914. So those are all good books. David McCullough is uh, the writer of those. And I I will uh, put links to those up on my website. And my website is called quizthediz.com. So you can find links to all those books on my website. All right. Some others that I've enjoyed reading over the years. There's an author called John Fisher. Now, John Fisher, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, is uh, both a recording artist and He is also an author, and he wrote a book years ago that has really informed how my wife and I celebrate certain holidays. It's called Fearless Faith, and when I say certain holidays, I should say Halloween, which just passed. Now, one of the points that he made in his book was, on the one night of the year when all of our neighbors will come over, he's talking, of course, about Halloween, we turn our lights off and won't participate. Why not participate in the neighborhood celebration? Doesn't mean you have to have ghosts and goblins on the front porch. You can just put a few pumpkins out there and make it look like fall and give out good candy to people. But if you want to have an influence on people, you have to be able to be part of what they're doing too. doesn't mean you have to assimilate their culture. It just means you have to understand why they're doing what they're doing and then play along. 
Become friends, as we used to say in the Emmaus community. Make a friend, be a friend, bring a friend to Christ. And so uh, one of the things Nay and I used to do uh, was set up our garage on Halloween night, whenever trick-or-treat night was, and we would have tables out there, and they would put on a big pot of chili, and we'd have volunteers come over, and they would be part of what we were doing. We had popcorn for the kids and the parents out front, good candy for the kids, and we'd put a tract in there, but it was good candy. And then the parents, we'd have some hot cider. And it just allowed us to do some things with our neighborhood that we wouldn't normally do. And that came out of John Fisher's Fearless Faith book. It's really a good book. Uh, Another author I love to read is John Mason's An Enemy Called Average. And he kind of writes like a daily devotional. It's not but it is. It's all about leadership, and it's all about how to be a better person, quite frankly. So I used to read this on the air every morning at WJIE in Louisville as a devotional. I think it was every Thursday morning or something, Friday, I don't remember, but I would read it once a week. An Enemy Called Average is really a good book, too. And one of the things that I learned from him is We don't want to be average people. We have to be above average people. If you're going to be in leadership, if you're going to be uh, a disciple of Christ, you've got to be above average. And this is one way to do it. John continues to write. As a matter of fact, I've got a book of his on my desk right now called 40 Questions to Change Your Life. And uh, they've been interesting. (laughs) One of the questions in the book was, what would you do today if there were no tomorrow? Well, that's something to think about. We may have to talk about that sometimes. I liked reading Todd Weaver's Overflowing Success. Now, Todd and I go to church together, and Todd is a businessman here in town and and, and quite an author, very good. Uh, and he wrote a book for kids called How Big Is Your Bucket? And um, this book is called Overflowing Success, and it was about he his journey, how he found out about how to be successful and about what success meant and how to get there, and how to stay there, and some of the keys of kingdom learning that he got from church and from other learning that that he got. It was very good. He and Jody are good friends, and this book is well worth reading. It's a nice overview of kingdom principles and how to apply them in your life, and I would suggest getting it. Another author that I'd love to read is Leif Hetland. Leif is L-E-I-F is how you spell it. Hetland is H-E-T-L-A-N-D. And it's a book called Call to Reign. And in it, he calls us to understand who we are in Christ. And his premise is that there are three chairs. Now, you know, a lot of people use that analogy that there are three different chairs, and I get that. But his was just mind-blowing to me. The first chair is a son or daughter of God. That's who we are. The second chair is a believer, somebody that's given their heart to Christ, but they're not a son or a daughter. They don't understand who they are, so they act like orphans. And the third chair is everybody else, people that doesn't that don't know God. Well, we're supposed to be sitting in the first chair. That we're supposed to understand that we are sons and daughters, full rights and benefits, heirs of the kingdom right there. But we often get in that second chair where we're like, well, we're not worthy and you know, God doesn't like me anymore. Hey, listen, he loved you enough to send his son, so you need to understand that. You need to understand who you are and where you stand. And I've read that book a couple of times. It's Life Hetland, Call to Reign. I enjoyed Chris Valentin's Poverty, Riches, and Wealth, and it's about money inside the church and as a Christian and what we're supposed to do with it and where we're supposed to live with it. You know, I have people ask me all the time, well, you believe 
Christians are supposed to be wealthy? And I'm like, I don't know why not. Well, do you believe in that prosperity gospel? I'm like, let me ask you this question. When Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly, was he only talking about having a better heartbeat? No, he wasn't talking about just having a better heartbeat. He was talking about meeting the needs of your neighbors around you. As a matter of fact, we're called to be generous on every occasion. Well, you can't be generous if you're barely scraping by. And I believe one of the things that Chris talks about in his book is that, that we have a poverty mindset. And I've shared with you on the show before that there's a difference between poverty and wealth, and it's a matter of the heart. You know, poverty and poorness are not the same thing. You can be poor and be wealthy. Understand what I mean? Wealth is a matter of abundance. Poverty is a fear of lack. And I thank my pastor, Gary Cassie, for that definition because I never understood what poverty actually was. Speaking of Pastor Gary, he has a financial revolution series that I would definitely suggest that you get and read because it talks about things from an angle that you haven't thought about before. And as a matter of fact, one of the books is called The Power of Rest. And until we can rest in what God has done for us, we can't rest at all. And that's one of the five books in his Financial Revolution series, and I really think it would be a great idea to get a hold of those. There are others that I've read over the years that are fascinating and good, and I've got copies of them all over the house. You know, I read a lot, but I try not to just read blogs, and I try not to just read things about politics. I've read good politics. Uh, politics books before. I've read some books by Greg Gutfeld. Jonah Goldberg, back before he was kind of what I consider off his rocker now, he doesn't agree with me. So, you know, everybody that doesn't agree with me is off their rocker, right? Uh, Anyway, I don't agree with him now on some of the political things that he said, but he wrote a book years ago called Liberal Fascism, and it's about the history of fascism. And it's fascinating the idea that we have in our heads about what that's about. But I don't spend all my time reading political books because I'm going to tell you what that does. It takes you away from growth. Now, I'm not saying don't read political books. I'm saying read books that cause you to grow, that cause you to think, that cause you to expand your mind. So it doesn't mean you don't read things that are humorous, that you don't look at cartoons, that you don't watch YouTube from time to time. It doesn't mean any of that stuff. What it means is you've got to be careful about what you're putting in your mind. You know, gasoline and sugar have a very similar uh, chemical makeup. They're very similar, carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen, just different formulations. But you can't run your car on sugar, and you can't run your body on gasoline. Each of us have a different need. Each area has a different thing to, to do. And so, you know, if you, you've heard of people having sugar put in their gas tank, well, it ruins it. And if you drank gasoline, you would have a very, very bad day. And I don't want you to have a bad day. I want you to have a great day. I want you to learn about the Lord. I want you to learn about who you are. Well, I'm going to have links to the books that I mentioned today. Our website is quizthediz.com. You can find those links there this week. You can reach me there or at 614-382-2582 or at terry at quizthediz.com. I would appreciate it if you would let other people know about our podcast. I really enjoy doing the podcast. And if you would, be sure to rate it on your favorite podcast app. And remember this, God has a plan for you, and I'm here to help you find it. The Quiz The Diz podcast is produced by Prosper Leadership. Our website is quizthediz.com, or you can reach us at 614-382-2582. 
Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe and let your friends know about Quiz the Diz. Quiz the Diz.